Viva Los Angelitos! This is Fernando with Halos of the Infield. Do you love sunflower seeds as much as I do? Well, you can't say you do until you try Chinook Cedary. Chinook Cedary is truly the top dog in the industry. Here's why. They have so many delicious flavors to choose from. Jalapeno Ranch, Hatch Chili, Cinnamon Toast, Dill Pickle, and my personal favorite, Parmesan Pepper. If you need sunflower seeds when you play sports, or if you travel the country as much as I do and you need a quick and convenient snack on the go, Shunduk Cedary is truly for you. For easy ordering access, check out halosintheinfield.com. Click on the banner, and there you go. Just order the seeds. You can even order a variety pack sent straight to your house or any of those delicious flavors that I just mentioned sent straight to your house. Quick and convenient. Still don't believe me that Chinook Cedary is the best seed out there? Less salt, all the flavor, I promise. I've tried them all and I love them all. Signature roast, no sandpaper tongue. Gluten-free, no MSG ever. Chinook Cedary is truly the top dog in the market and we would know as the top dogs in the podcast universe. Have a great day, everybody. And remember, Chinook Cedary is great. Prendalo and viva los angelitos and viva Chinook Cedary. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield podcast with your first host, Todd Fox, along with what is Effie? Piece of the trash. It's Courtney. She's back. <laughs> yeah, right? We haven't heard that in a long time. And Viva Los Angelitos. This is Fernando Mendez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fernando. Breaking the news, Fernando. That's He's a, he's a, he's our boots on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like that might be like low-key copyrighted. Oh, that's right. right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Breaking well. news. What am I breaking? Well, well, you broke you broke the uh, the signing the other day of uh, our boy Noah Syndergaard, Thor, and Thor. then you, and then we broke the uh, you broke the uh, Otani today MVP. We're gonna have a lot, talk a lot about that on the show today. So, uh, Fernando, you want to get started? Well, you know what? Before I get started, I think it's only fair that we uh, say we give our condolences to Angel's grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's somebody who religiously listens to our show and we truly appreciate her support, but uh, I think it's only fair that we, uh, you know, take a moment to take a step back and just give her our condolences, uh, on behalf of all the halo fam. Uh, we really are sorry for your loss. Uh, your husband was a great man, Dodger grandpa. Um, uh, he was, he was great. He, he truly was every interaction everybody had with him in the halo family has been very positive. Everyone had great things to say about him. So we really want to give our condolences. Yes. 43 years of marriage and her best friend. So our hearts uh, are at a loss and and the thoughts and prayers to the family for sure. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk, try, I'm trying to get this uh, one of our posts up here. Um, so let's talk right into it. Let's go right in. So Noah Syndergaard mm-hmm. is a member of our Los Angeles Angels. And something that I found very interesting, Noah Syndergaard is the highest paid Angels pitcher in a single season ever. No Angels pitcher has ever received more than $20 million. Not CJ Wilson, not Jared Weaver. Noah Syndergaard is the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, 
to me, I think it makes sense. Um, I will get into some uh, what what people think about it and everything because there's been you know you're either on one side or the other, but I think he's worth it in my opinion. Um, you know, we've seen other pitchers come through here that could have gotten more money. Weaver turned down actually more money, which pissed off Boris, which he's in my Hall of Fame just for that. Um, but yeah, he made 82 million, I think over five years when he could have made 20 something, 22, I think at the time per year. So he gave us the hometown discount. Uh, this is nowhere near a hometown discount for the angels, but I think this just proves a point that maybe this is going to attract more starting pitching to come here and, uh, show that the angels are finally for real, that that they're, they're not searching for a bargain basement, cheap pieces of trash as Courtney would say. I don't know. I still feel iffy about this. I don't like the Tommy John. I just don't. I feel like I've, we as a collective whole of Angel fans, we've just had bad experiences with pitchers and Tommy John. Um, you know, it took Otani a little while to come back from his, you know, which is respective. I get it. But I just think that 21 mil just kind of hurts. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, to me, I feel like two years because that way, if for whatever reason he just shits the bed this first year, at least we kind of give him that second year to hopefully make a comeback. Um, so I don't I don't think I agree with the one year per se, but that's that's just me. No, I agree. I, oh, go ahead, Fernando. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I think it is a risk by the angels because it is $21 million. And if he fails, yeah, it's going to look really bad. I think it's going to look bad on him too, because then they're going to be like, well, is this another Matt Harvey? Uh, you know, is this a guy that's trying to start over, but you know, not there. I think he just has too good of stuff to fall flat on his face. Uh, best case scenario and worst case at the same time is if he balls out and has a Scherzer type season, then, you know, you're only going to get him for pro- probably one year. He'll, he'll be chased by somebody else in the off season, unless you're really willing to unload the, and you know, he's a fan favorite here and you, you know, unload the bank, but it's a risk all around risk, but I tend to, um, to lean on the side that it's going to be more productive than non-productive because it's like what Fernando had brought up when we were talking in another time that, you know, uh, Otani pitched a, a, a very little last year and like, about two innings or whatever. And then he came back and had this year, you know, it, t- it usually takes another year plus Tommy John and we're at that, that other year. So hopefully the sky's a limit. Um, give me a second. I'm trying to do a little bit of, all right. So, I mean, the first thing I have to say is the simple fact that, you know, angels fans are super fickle. All we ever hear is, oh, we never get pitching. Oh, we never get pitching. Oh, the pitchers don't want to come here. We finally have a situation where a star caliber pitcher comes here and we're like, yeah, it's the wrong pitcher. (laughs) Guys, I mean, Noah Syndergaard is one of the biggest names that was available this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, either way, we were going to get excited about some form of damaged goods coming here, right? Okay. Oh, we got Justin Verlander, same thing, Tommy John surgery. Will we get Max Scherzer? Well, the guy's 38 years old, and, oh, his arm was sore, so he couldn't pitch in the playoffs. Oh, you know, everyone's going to come up with all these excuses. I mean, the only guy who's not damaged goods we could have gotten, Marcus Stroman, Robbie Ray. Besides that, all these other guys were, quote, unquote, damaged goods. May I not remind you guys, Shoei Otani also had Tommy John surgery two years ago. No, we're in the same boat now. 
where he's had some time to recover from the Tommy John surgery. You know, and maybe I'm naive, but I want to give Perry Manazian a little bit of credit. I think he's probably dotted his I's and crossed his T's on this. He's probably talked to Thor's agent and, you know, probably has conclusive evidence that, you know what, he's probably going to pitch this year or we wouldn't be giving him $21 million. Guys, we have the potential to sign one of the best available free agents for $21 million. And, you know, it's a good thing we did. We signed him when we did because Justin Verlander, who is even older and just as broken as Noah Syndergaard, signed for $25 million. You mean to tell me that Justin Verlander today is worth $4 million more than Noah Syndergaard, who is eight years younger, 10 years younger? Mm-hmm. Guys, we can't get complacent. We got a big-name pitcher. This isn't Matt Harvey. This isn't Trevor Cahill. You know, is there an injury risk? Yes, but free agency is like going to the casino. Sometimes you're going to strike a rich, and in the Angels' case, most of the time you don't. But you know what? Us as Angels fans haven't learned our lesson yet, clearly, because all of us keep having the mentality of we need to sign this guy. We need to sign this guy, which is fine. But, guys, how about for once – we start learning as a collective community and think to ourselves, you know what, maybe we should start building internally, which is where we currently are. This team is better built right now than it was five years ago. We have Patrick Sandoval. We have Jose Suarez. We have, you know, Griffin Canning, these younger guys who have a chance to do well. That's how you win championships, people. Uh, I'll stop myself there because I can probably keep going for another half hour. Courtney? Well, Fernando already said it, built within. So then why did we need Syndergaard? I mean, to be honest, like if we, Otani just came off of a unanimous MVP, congratulations. But, you know, so obviously that's supposed to be our ace caliber. You know, I'm assuming it's because we're going to look at Otani now as our ace. Um, You know, so for Syndergaard, again, for me, it's just an injury risk we've had so many injuries and we don't have a training staff in order to help these athletes even get better. Sandra, we have a new trainer. One, we have one new trainer. We a still need a trainer. team. We but still it's a head trainer. A team of trainers. One trainer cannot take care of a 40 man roster. I agree. But a head trainer can change a mentality and change a culture. I mean, you know, you work in a, you work in the school district. So sometimes, you know, if you get a new teacher, yeah, that's not going to do too much. But if you get a new principal, that new principal can make the teachers rise up to the occasion because now there's new methods. Now there's this stuff that I have to teach. Guys, our head trainer, just our new head trainer, just won a World Series ring as the assistant head trainer. Well, at this, you know, before they got this dude from the Atlanta Braves, I forget his name. um, I would have took Richard Simmons to have these guys sweat into the oldies because – Anything was better than what we had. Courtney was right. We're getting too many injuries. Um, but right now, like, look, Thor, to me, I would have a differing opinion. I don't think he's injury prone now. He's, uh, you know, obviously we're going to be watching him like a hawk. Um, but $21 million, he's got a lot to prove. Uh, whether he's the ace or he's a number two, I still would like another ace to go along with him. And the, the good thing is what Fernando said, you know, a lot of us are jaded because it's like, oh, we want this guy, we want this guy, but then we're always let down. And, and this year you're seeing a tweet that we sent out or that we showed that, you know, 
he's in on Gray and Castillo, who we were talking about last year, all last year. He's he's in on uh, Stroman. He's in on uh, Max. Not so much on Verlander, which that came out pretty quick. Like, I'm digging the fact that they're pushing these pitchers, but what Courtney said, like the one-year deals, it makes kind of sense because what I think they want to do is what Fernando said they, they want to build from within. It's going to come up at some point, but there's no need to sign these dudes long-term if we're building from within. But they have to get these big-name guys to make the current team competitive because you can't go out there with more Cahills when you have Trout, Otani, Rendon. You have to put the best pieces around them, and by far it's been the pitching that's lacking, the reason why these guys can't get in the postseason. So this year, I mean, look, if Perry steps up and gets us to the postseason in, in any form, it's a rising success. Just get to the goddamn tournament, and I think he's putting together something special, and I don't think they're anywhere close to being done. I think there's a lot more moves to be coming. I, I, I Obviously, we're going to have a brand-new bullpen. We know that. We have to one way or the other. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the bullpen's almost completely wiped out clean. As of right now, Rysel Iglesias is not an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Austin Warren, I think, is one of the only guys who's like probably a surefire to come back in. Yep. Uh, assuming nothing changes. You know, I mean, he could get traded. He could be very well be a trade piece. I'm sure people would be interested in him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's going to be young and cheap, so I wouldn't trade him. But, um, yeah, Perry's got a lot of moves to still make. We signed a pitcher. Great. But I don't know. I mean, let's real quick look at some of these Noah Syndergaard numbers. So he's got a career 15.9 uh, war. So we'll round that up to 16, right? Uh, 47 wins, 31 losses with a 3.32 ERA. When was the last time an Angels pitcher had a career 3.32 ERA? Chuck Finley. And you, yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> You know, and you're just named the best pitcher in Angels franchise history in terms of yep. wins. Yep. Chuck Finley. Yep. You know, Noah Syndergaard, yeah, everyone's going to be like, well, you know, Tommy John surgery. Guys, he had Tommy John surgery of March of 2020. Mm-hmm. It's going to be two years by the time spring training hits mm-hmm. that that Tommy John surgery took place. That's got to be somewhat good news. It's not like this guy just had Tommy John surgery two months ago. Yeah, it's not a Clevenger situation in San Diego. He's coming off of that. Exactly. Okay, so 2015, nine wins, seven losses, 3.24 ERA. The Mets made it to the World Series that year. 2016, 14-9 with a 2.60 ERA. In 17, 1-2 uh, with a 2.97 ERA. That was his only other season in his career besides last year where he pitched less than 150 innings. Let me repeat that for the kids in the back row. Guys, only two times in Noah Syndergaard's career has he not pitched more than 150 innings. The last time you can say that about the Angels, 2018. Who was that? Home run Heaney. Yeah. Home run Heaney was the last Angel to pitch 150 innings. Okay, so 2018, he was 13-4 and four with a 3.03 ERA. And in 2019, he was 10-8 and eight with a 4.28 ERA. That was, by the way, his only season with over a 3.25 ERA. And real quick, in those seasons, he finished with the wins of, uh, was it 10, 13, and 14, I believe. Uh, I don't know if you have in front of you the amount of no decisions he had or, or, or games started because, um, because he, 
he started all like 30 or more, I think all year or for those seasons, it's the Mets offense was so poor in those years. Yeah. The, the run support wasn't good. So he's winning a lot of one run games basically. So follow me on this. So I'm going to start in 2015 and work my way down. So game started 24, 37, 25, 32. And then last year was when he only had two. Yeah. We haven't had a starter. Um, I think only one in the last three years to go 20 starts. So. I think it's been a while since we've had a pitcher get a hundred innings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We haven't had, I mean, I think, was it 2019 when the only pitcher to throw over a hundred innings was I think Trevor Cahill. Yeah. That was so good. guys, it's been a long time. So I don't understand what the anger is about. You know, I'm, can almost promise you that this won't be the only move we make. Is it the biggest starting pitching move we make? Perhaps, but a healthy Nova Syndergaard is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and we've seen it. This isn't a guy who had a fluke year, and everyone wants us to get Robbie Ray or Marcus Stroman. I'm a fan of both of those guys, and I'd be thrilled if we got both of those guys. But let's admit it. Both of those pitchers have had fluke seasons. Marcus Stroman is a great pitcher, and he brings a mad dog mentality that we don't have here in Anaheim. Well, now we do with Syndergaard. But he's had one, two good years. He wasn't that great with the Blue Jays. Robbie Ray wasn't that great with the Diamondbacks. So what exactly are we hoping for here, guys? Give me some mad he has to prove it. Okay, sorry. He has to prove it. I'm sorry. I'm tired of being the team that they either people send to us or they, you know, or we overspend on a one-year deal and then somebody ends up shitting the bed. And of course, I don't want that to be the case with Thor. Of course, nobody wants to say that, but I'm sorry. I'm just getting flashbacks of everything where a star pitcher comes to us and all of a sudden we just forget how to play baseball or they forget how to throw a pitch. Yeah. We are a, we are an island of misfit toys. Like it seems like whenever someone comes to us, it's not you know, MVP mentality, Cy Young mentality. It's not any of this type of mentality. It's like we're a project because we haven't been in the playoffs for so long. The last player that we all anticipated on getting us out of this drought was Pujols that we clearly overspent on. Yeah. And what did he do? He boosted up his own individual stats. We had his stupid home run numbers out in center field as if it meant anything to us and we never made a postseason. or excuse me. Sorry. We made one, one 2014. <laughs> sorry. But I mean, one, and we had him for what, 10 years, a, a million. It felt like, no, I'm sorry. The Thor, the Thor signing is fine. Just make it two years. That way, at least if he shits the bed, then fine. He can try, try to restart himself the next year. I mean, it's a prove-it deal, right? I mean, yeah. Thor is one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's healthy. There's no denying that. Nobody can deny that. It, but let me ask you both this. When was realistically the last time that we had a good pitcher pick us over less team, uh, over other teams, let alone for less money? Word on the road is that he got two uh, offers that were $21 million and one that was $25 million. So why us? I think he's, when? I think he sees a potential in the lineup itself. He's uh, the culture change. Um, 
I think we can all agree Epler was a was a puppet. And uh, you know, good luck, New York. Uh, you know, like you get him and then uh, you know <laughs> I, I don't see how that's gonna change your fortunes over there. And they've got an even more meddling owner than we do in Cohen. Um I I like the pickup. I really do because maybe just maybe if the culture is good in the clubhouse and he fits in, he's that leader three quarters of the way through the season. And he's sporting 14, 15 wins going into freaking August or September. And we're all sitting here like this guy's paying off. Maybe Perry comes down to him in the clubhouse and says, Hey, would you like to renegotiate? Would you like to get a contract extension? You know what I mean? Two, three years, this, this, and that. That could be a deal that makes makes sense to him if we if if we're lending the olive branch like hey you know we we put faith in you we think you can help us win maybe he pays us back by saying hey you know what you were loyal to me I'll be loyal to you I don't know. Um, what was the question again? That when was the last time that you know a pitcher got offered multiple offers and he picked the Angels, let alone for less money? I mean, who wouldn't want to play with our star-studded, um, torn vagina rouster of Rendon and Trout and everybody else that just got hurt? I mean, who else would – who honestly, who in their right mind wouldn't want to say, oh, my God, I played with Trout. I played in Otani. I played with, I played with Rendon. I pl- who wouldn't want to say that they played with all those people, whether you won or not, honestly? I mean, apparently a lot of people, right? Apparently, yes, because it's just like at that point, it's just like, is it worth saying like, hey, you know what? I was on the same team as Otani and he had an MVP season and he did this, this and this. Hey, I was on the same team as Trout, you know, and he did this, this and this. So at this point, it's just like, is he really coming to us to actually help us and improve to make it to the postseason? Like, is it really that big of a goal or is it or maybe is he looking at it as, you know what? this is a team that doesn't have pitching. This is a team that is building. You know what? Maybe I can build too, or maybe, you know what? If I don't do well, at least this team might not care. I think it's the latter. I think you're right. The latter. You know, like as, and as crappy as it is to say, I don't like saying that. Like, I know I'm aggressive and everything. I don't like saying that we're a project team. It sucks. It sucks that people have viewed us like that for so long. Like, oh, you're trying to get rid of somebody? Send them to the angels. Oh, you want somebody to overspend on you? Hey, go to the angels. They'll throw you anything. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like we're the stripper of baseball. Like, just everybody looks at us. It's just like, we're so... We can't do anything. We literally just can't do anything. And we have this star-studded power. And I, I remember all of us saying it at the beginning, at the beginning of 2021. Oh, we have trout in the lineup. We have a healthy Otani. We have even people were saying we have Upton in the lineup. We have Rendon. Those four alone were just like, we're gonna get somewhere, guys. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it. And look what happened. Yeah. Absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. So that's why it's just like, to me, like I said, I hope Thor isn't looking at us like a project, you know, like, oh, you know what? Maybe if I don't do well, they're not going to be as mad at me, you know, or these fans aren't going to like me, you know, I'm hoping he performs well. I, I really do. I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't help but feel like the, it should have been two years it should have been two years to at least get some type of money's worth. Cause even then, if we are going to try to develop from inside, from within, 
you know, we threw out our our guys, Detmers, Packy, we threw all of our young guys out there and they looked like a deer in headlights. Don't get me wrong. They held their own because they had to, Mm. but that wasn't right of us to do, you know, and sometimes that could be scarring to a pitcher. It could be scarring to a player in general, let alone a pitcher, because I know pitching is half mentality, probably 75% mentality in the first place rather than ability. So if we need to build within, then we need to keep building within, let our guys develop in AAA because it's going to take a while and let Thor have his two years. Yeah, I'm just I'm hoping he's pitching for his if he wants to be selfish, I say go for it. Pitch your ass off, pitch every game like it's a postseason game. Get us W's because I think that's the only way this relationship is going to work. If he's out there, like you said, like not caring or just saying, I got 21 million. I don't think it's beneficial in the end anyway. I think he's building for a big I – mean, he's at that age where he's. this is probably the last big contract he's probably going to get if he balls out. You know, yeah. we're, talk, we're talking if he balls out, some team next year, could be the Angels, could be another team, could throw him six million or six years, uh, 200 million, you know, if, if he has like a 19 win games, a 19 game winning streak or a 19 winning streak. 19 game wins for for the, for the Angels. You know, they could throw him a buttload of money. We don't know. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, we're, I, I think we finally, for the first time, have hit a situation where the three of us don't agree. Normally, we're all like, we all agree on the same thing. And that's fine. You know what? Because that's what makes a show better. But realistically, the way I see it is that the Angels, at some point in time, we're going to finally get a pitcher. And uh, what, two or three days ago was that day. Mm-hmm. We woke up in the morning and there was the news. You know what? The Angels got a pitcher. And exactly what you'd expect, the, the franchise, the fan base completely split down the middle. People were like, hell yeah, we got a pitcher. And the other people were like, uh, well, I didn't want that pitcher. So the way I see it, you know what, man? We've got a big name pitcher. Somebody finally wanted to come here, and I'm actually kind of excited that Snow is in regard because he comes in with a chip on the shoulder. Why? Because he's going to have the mentality that every one of the Angels locker room should have. And Courtney's right. You know what? We've had a loser mentality for too long. We've had the, the loser mentality for too long. Right now, I'm liking everything I'm seeing out of Perry Manazzi. You know what? He got us a new head trainer like we needed. He dumped Albert Pujols last year like we needed. He signed a big-name pitcher, one of the biggest names available this year, like we needed. This offseason is far from over, but so far, it's at least started off the way we would have liked. The only thing missing was for Paul Sereno and Jeremy Reed to get fired. Those were the only things missing. We'd all kind of agree, like, eh, we don't love Matt Wise, but if he stuck around, we'd be like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I've gotten almost everything I've requested up to this point, but we'll see what ends up happening near the end. I agree. He's definitely given you a different outlook on the off season. Like if this were last year, I'd be like, you know, just wake me if they do anything. Um, This season appears to be very different. There is no, like last year, say say for instance, Angels signed a pitcher, took even a risk on any other kind of pitcher, threw money around. I'd be like, okay, they're done. That's their one move. And then you watch them get your Baker May uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Mayfields your um, what do you call it? Your Suzuki's and Lagaris's. Watch that come to fruition. 
this year i just i, I don't see that man I, I see a solid roster come spring training of some guys we don't even know they're going to get yet and that's what's so exciting because i'm with courtney on that too is that we've been so jaded as a fan base and you're right fernando it's been split for a long time um, we can't get out of our own way. Like some of us can't even be excited that we got a pitcher because we're so like, okay, well, when's he going to break down? When's he, when's he going to like screw us over? When are we going to trade him? Or, or he's not going to resign. You know, we're, we always yeah. look negative. So it's going to, it's going to take us making the postseason, I believe for us to head into next season. Like, all right, let's, let's do this. We already made the postseason. It's positive time. We know we could do it. Let's add more pieces to go further. Yeah. Yeah. Does it add Courtney? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, and anything else about Noah Syndergaard before we we wrap up? I think we've kind of made our yeah yeah viewpoints known. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, so I guess the last big topic for this episode, we have another MVP donning a halo. And that is from Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is your 2021 American League MVP. At the day of this recording, the announcement was made. Um, were you guys nervous at all? I was a little nervous, if I'm being honest. Like when I was, when I tuned in, I, I started to be like, man, I, you know, the way they were talking about everyone else, I was like, man, I don't know. Uh, you want to go ahead, Courtney? Um. I don't know. I didn't even watch it. I'm a bad fan, but I didn't even watch it. Uh, <laughs> I was just waiting for the news to come in. Uh, I don't know. I was a little nervous because I was like, man, I was like, this is because I just keep keep thinking of how he ended. It wasn't the greatest end. You know, he kind of tanked a little bit. His batting wasn't as hot as it was. So I was just like, man. And, you know, a lot of people just kind of remember the end. They don't remember the beginning. They don't remember the middle. They just remember the end. So I was just like, mm. I was like, it's going to be a close for some reason. I was just like, this might be close, <laughs> closer than we want. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's good. I'm glad that he won it, um, you know, especially unanimously, like, that's obviously great um so i think as a fan base as a whole we just need to be proud of that yeah i think it um if he didn't pitch i think vlad would have stole it um oh yeah yeah vlad got his team to the postseason uh he did not well he did not yeah that's right they fell a game short right yes yes yeah they fell a game but he had him in the pennant race is what i'm saying he he had him he had him right there um and he was just electrifying down the stretch, whereas Courtney said and alluded to, Otani was shit in the bed down the stretch. He, him, you know, Sorrento and Reed, as you alluded to earlier, Fernando, or garbage. They didn't help him out. Uh, he could have hit sixty home runs easy, and he probably with some offense, he could have won thirteen or fourteen games. So let's just keep that in mind. And I think that's what they did in the long run, the voters, and they were like, this guy put up monster numbers, but what if? You know what I mean? So. That's what I'm thinking for next season. I'm thinking he he if he stays healthy, he's going to win it again. I think he's going to put up home run numbers again. But with the Angels lineup being healthy around him, if he's not the ace and he could take the pressure off and be a two or a three, I think he's going to win those like 15 games. He's going to hit those 60 home runs. We're going to see an incredible season. My only question to you guys is how many bobbleheads are they going to make out of this guy this year? A lot. I hope we have at least a Noah Syndergaard bobblehead. 
Yeah. Like it's a slam dunk. It's a Thor bobblehead. With the action. Hey, and hammer. one thing I will say, yes, I hope so. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say is we know that Todd was didn't expect Ortana to win the MVP. And you know how I know that? Because a certain other page that you were on likes to plug plug an episode, one of the last episodes you ever did. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, you yeah. were like, really? Otani winning the MVP? <laughs> because somebody else made like a lukewarm take, you know, oh. that everybody else made. I mean, you can go on Twitter, you'll see a ton of, oh, if Otani's healthy. I mean, CC Sabathia called that if Otani's healthy, he's going to be the MVP. It wasn't a hot take back then. Trust me. <laughs> but, you know, hey. No comment. Whatever. <laughs> but hey, whatever. Hey, you, real quick though, you want a hot take? Billy Epler is going to be a good general manager for the Mets. Oh, good. That's God. my hot take. Wow. That's a hot take. Because you know what? Cohen might be a little extra, but I think that Cohen's going to keep his fingers off the trigger, unlike Artie, that was like pu- pushing the impulse trigger the whole time. I mean, Billy Epler was able to rebuild one of the worst far- uh, farm systems of all time, at least make them respectable. That's true. So if he was able to do that, anything's possible. But he's got to clean think, up that. He's got to clean up that mess in New York, though, man. That's a mess. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, the Mets are the East Coast Angels. Oh jeez. What are you talking about? New York <laughs> people in general are ruthless. Like you seen how? Courtney, I was in New York yesterday. I know, dude. Those the whole whole city is just fucking sick. But like I'm walking generate. around and I'm like. Yeah, everyone's like, New York's so pretty. And I'm like, where the, what are you looking at? Are you, were you watching a movie? Because I mean, New York's disgusting. Um, Rats everywhere, trash everywhere. Real real, real quick, we do have um, some New York listeners. So we love the East Coast, uh, especially in fall. The trees are beautiful. Yeah, it's funny how you say that when you don't come to the East Coast. I come here every single month. (laughs) I'm in New Jersey right now. Step outside, the place smells like trash. Trash? Trash. Did someone say trash? <laughs> Did someone say trash? Hey, if I was, I badmouth Virginia every single month. And if Nats fan can deal with it and still be a fan, you guys can too. New York sucks. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, <laughs> anti East Coast. <laughs> but uh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm happy Otani got it. I think I think the next level again is I think we all can agree get this team in the postseason. This team is the most watched team in Japan uh, in most Asian countries that follow uh, Otani. He's a huge mega superstar over there, um, and he's a superstar here, and he is the face of baseball. You, I don't care what. But he doesn't speak English. It doesn't matter. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith doesn't speak English himself. He just likes to yell. Yeah, that's um, fair. Right? Yeah. I, I think Oof. I think in the long run, uh, getting him to the postseason is the most critical thing we could do, even more than Trout, because this guy will be recognized with a winner, and you get another, you get him in the postseason. Unlike what the Mariners were able to do with Ichiro, they weren't able to exploit him. Although the Mariners with Ichiro were able to attract a couple other Asian players and a couple other players from other countries to come there. So that's my whole thing is if you get Otani in the postseason, you're going to get these players that instead of signing with New York, Boston, and the big names, the Dodgers, they might take a flyer on the Angels like so did Otani. And they might want to play with Otani. They might want to play with Trout and and, sw- and hopefully fixed Vagina Rendon. And you could have something. I'm just saying we could have more international flavor. 
little spice yeah. in there. Exactly. <laughs> just sprinkle it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I legitimately do believe that the Angels are closer today to contention than they have been the last five years. You know what? They have the young talent that has potential to break out. And we saw that last year. You know, people are going to be like, well, they didn't break out in terms of wins. But, I mean, this is a team sport. This isn't basketball where one player makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a legitimate team sport where, you know, everyone needs to get involved. And, you know, unfortunately, the injuries took a toll last year. So, hopefully, so far, the turn that we've started to see Perry make the organization will pay dividends next year. One question I have to you guys that's kind of the big question mark as of right now. Will Rysel Iglesias be back in some capacity with the Angels next season? Obviously, we know it's not a qualifying offer, so. I I hate to say it, but I think he's leaving. Mm. I, don't want to, oh, okay. I don't want to say it. It hurts my heart, but I think he might go because, you know, if he really did, if he really did enjoy it as much as he said, or at least as much as we think that we've seen, you know, he – I don't know. I don't remember what the first qualifying offer was, what we extended. $18.4 million. Oh, my heart. Um, Jesus Christ, we're spending this much. We still have Upton on our contract. Um, You know, but I think just for him being a closer, I think that's a pretty decent offer. Um, You know, I feel like he would have taken it if he really wanted to stay that bad. Um, So unless there's you know, unless we raise the bar a little bit, I don't know if he wants more years or more money, um, but I think he might be out. Well, remember, a qualifying offer is only one year. Mm-hmm. So maybe he wants a more stable thing. Maybe he wants two or three years. I, I, I'm, I'm with that because I think he he realizes maybe this is the best he could do. And why would you take another risk on yourself signing a one-year deal? Um I think that's I think he's going to he deserves it in my opinion a 3 to 4 year contract. I'm I'm very I would have to say right now I'm 51% to 49 that he's going to sign. I there's a slight chance that I think he get that we pony up and Perry says, "You know what? Look at all the other arms that are out there as far as closers. We can go with a retread like Mark Melanson. We can go with another uh like a Greg Holland type guy, but these are retreads. These are guys that are late 30s. Rossiel's in his freaking prime and we need, you know, we don't exactly have right now with Myers gone or at least a free agent, uh, freaking um, what's his name? The other guy, c who pitched great down the stretch. He's, he's a free agent as well. I mean, obviously they're not going to, you're not going to back the, the Brinks truck up to load them in to pay them, but you will for Rossiel because Rossiel again, pitched us how many times? Six, uh, six outs. So, and he saved, more than half of our wins. So yeah. I, I really think he's priority number one. Like I was surprised it got Syndergaard first. I, I would think you'd, you'd have to pace Russell, dude. I think, you, I think you're looking four years, 65, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I think he's going to get about 15 million a year. I mean, he doesn't deserve to get more than a Rodos Chapman. Mm-hmm. You know, Rodos Chapman is the best closer in baseball. But except when Walsh is hitting bombs off him. <laughs> yes, yes, she remembers. That is like, that is our I- iconic moment of the season. I think so, right there. That was awesome. What a comeback! Oh, yeah. 
I mean, Aronis Chapman is getting paid $18 million this coming year, and mm-hmm. he got 15 last year. So <laughs> I would tell Bracell, you know what, man? <clears throat> You're one of the best closers out there. You're probably a top three and if not top five uh, closer in baseball. So Aroldis is getting 18 this year. I'll give you 15. And I would try to find a way to make it, you know, three years, $45 million. If you can maybe backload it mm-hmm. that way in case you can't get rid of the Upton contract this year, it won't hurt you as much this year, you know, second year, maybe a little higher. And then third year is when I'll give him the max that he was going to get. Okay. All right. Sounds about right. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I I like, I like Rossio a lot. Uh, he, he came with a different sidearm uh, with certain pitches, but same velocity. He came fastball. I mean, the guy, it was so weird and, and so frustrating at the same time to see his mentality change when it was a closing situation. When it was a closing situation, the guy was nails. And when it was a tie ball game or the Angels were down one, he looked so lazy out there. He didn't have that focus of, oh, okay, I'm going to strike you out on three pitches. He came out there like, let me fool with this guy a little bit. Let me try to throw something inside. Like, he looked like he was overthinking. And we were yelling at Madden all year, like, don't put him in those goddamn situations. It's just, you know, his, his, imagine if he didn't put him in those situations, what his ERA probably would look like, you know, at the end of the season. He, he, we'd have to pay him more money. So maybe Madden did it for that reason. But he's got to be a keeper in my mind. I, I'd be very disappointed if we don't get him. I'm not going to be like <clears throat> completely heartbroken. I really like Rysel. I mean, like I told you guys many times, my godfather's Reds fan. So I grew up watching Rice Iglesias over the last couple of years. So, you know, there is other options at closer, but I do think Rice is the best option available. Mm-hmm. But once again, I mean, this hypothetical situation right now, the Angels only have about 61 million more to spend, you know, and that's not including, you know, these guys whose contracts are up for renewal and arbitration. So realistically, as of right now, we're probably sitting closer to 15 million. Rice at 15 takes a chunk out of that. That still leaves you plenty to get a starter, though, especially if you don't have to pay him up front $25 million. If you get sign him long-term, if he's like a, you know, uh, maybe you backload it, like you said. Maybe you don't have to do it all up front. We'll see. I'm telling you guys, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm sure this is a whole episode in itself. Try to convince the Cubs, who are rebuilding right now, to take Justin Upton, give him Griffin Canning, hell, give him Jaime Berea, and exchange, you give me Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks, I understand his velocity is down, but overall, except for last year, he's had a great ERA his entire career. And the best part, he's most of the time healthy. I don't think he's ever missed more than like a handful of starts ever. Yeah, he was he was on Philly forever, right? I want Lance Lynn. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I wanted that. Yeah, but he's also gonna I I would too, but he's gonna demand a lot of money. And he deserves every penny. I'm just kidding. Well, and that's fine. He does, but you know, Kyle Charlie... Hendricks' career three point three six ERA. Yeah, you can't beat that. What about Charlie Morton? Is he a free agent, or you think he's going to stay on the East Coast? Uh, I don't think he's a free agent, but let me check. Because that was a guy that I wanted last year, but I, I heard he he liked the East Coast, and he was um, that's why he was on Tampa. He was on Atlanta teams. He like... is a free agent. He got fifteen million last year. He's a good, solid pitcher, dude. Like he's a winner. I, I would take him. Like give him We're a two-three. Still three missing two things. We're still missing a shortstop or utility, and a catcher. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need yeah. a catcher that's gonna that's gonna complement Stassi instead of throwing the ball in the center field. Uh, and we we need a shortstop that can with a little bit of pop. But I'm more concerned, like like Fernando says, on base percentage and working at working counts. Um, because I, dream scenario is make um, uh, Fletcher R.D. Sarcina and put him at number nine. I don't like him anywhere close to the top. I think he puts too much pressure on himself. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <clears throat> I think when we were having a conversation uh, individually on our group chat, um, Andrew brought up the Angels should get Eduardo Escobar, and I really, really like that take. Mm. Get Chris Taylor. If you can't get Chris Taylor, Eduardo Escobar. How much would he command? What were his numbers compared to uh, Taylor and the other shortstops? Do you have that? Yeah, if you guys can talk amongst yourself for like a second. Oh, okay. like a are teacher. Are you going to add more banners back there, Courtney, by the way? Actually, my mom got me a Braves World Series banner. I'm actually really excited. It comes in in two weeks. Is that the Troll Dodger fans or is that just because you like the Braves? I actually do like the Braves. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Fair I enough. Like, cool. I actually am a Braves fan. Like I was I was hurt with Acuna. Like when he got hurt, I was like, man, that poor kid. I'm so that happy for replaying it. I'm like, oh, don't do that. It hurts yeah. my knee. Like <laughs> it's like it's a, the the good thing is oh, they all get rings. And so and they played a hell of a season. They get I mean, wow, what underdogs to to, to win it. So I'm I'm happy for them too. My thing is, you you get the Atlanta Braves banner. I want someone to get me the damn uh, tomahawk chop thing. I've always wanted one of those. I've always wanted one of those. Very cool. Oh, and then I'm going to Disneyland on Saturday, so I'm probably going to get something more Disney in the corner. Okay, that's cool. Cool. Like a Donald Duck or like a goof. Like yeah. who's your character? My favorite character um, is Daisy. And then my favorite princess is uh, Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog because she's black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she says it with authority because she's black. Because she's black. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to flag our video like, uh, right. these degenerates are not. It was okay for her to say it, though, by the way. I'm happy. Yeah, she can say that I, I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready whenever. You oh, guys right. are the we were just we were just talking amongst ourselves. Yeah, like yeah, you right. Said. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so Eduardo Escobar mm -hmm. last season. Let's see. So he made seven point five million dollars. Okay. And last year had a WAR of two point four, hundred and thirty nine <laughs> hits. Bad, bless you. Batted 253 and he hit 28 home runs. Oh, wow. Okay, the 253, I'm not too thrilled about, but the home runs kind of make up for it. Yeah, he can play almost every infield position. Oh, see, that's, I didn't even know about that guy. That Chris Taylor, we know he plays literally every position. Where did, he, where did he play? Escobar. Milwaukee. That, oh, all right. Okay. So, yeah, and now Chris Taylor last season made $7.8 million, but he declined his qualifying offer of $18.4 million. So not only will you lose a draft pick, but you know, he's probably going to expect more than that, or at least, you know, something comparable if you're breaking that down a couple of years. Um, and last year, aside from, you know, doing really well in the postseason, which I mean, he did, oh, I realized dumb me, I put 
spot track on twice. Yeah, that, that dude can – like I mentioned the other show, he had a 17-pitch at bat or whatever. Was that yeah. in the postseason or something like that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so 2.6 uh, war, uh, 129 hits. 254 batting average and 20 home runs. Those, but see, that's what makes me leery about him. That's the first time in his career he's hit 20 homers and he's had that type of season. Um, his average was actually down. He did strike out a lot this year compared to other seasons where he was more about. He hit 21 home runs in 2017 and he oh, hit he... 17 in 2018. Okay, then I'm wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He's all, he's all, F you, Todd. I got the numbers right here. Shut the fuck up, Todd. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, and by the way, in eight years, he has a career 3.370 on base percentage. Yeah, see, well, that's that's what you like because he'll he'll exactly. walk. But he, but he did strike. I do know he struck out the most in his career this year. So, But you know what? The Angels need to look for guys like that, guys who aren't going to break the bank. Let everyone else make the mistake. Let everyone else be disappointed by Trevor Story, Carlos Correa, you know, Corey Seager, insert name here. You know, the Angels fans are like, oh, we wasted money in Noah Syndergaard. You told them the same fans, like, they need to get Carlos Correa. They need to get blah, blah, blah. They need to get Corey Seager. Oh, I mean, I guys, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to touch Seager at all. I wouldn't want Correa. I would love Simeon, but that fool is going to command too much money. So I think you're, you know, what you're talking about sounds more realistic. Um, we don't need to fix our position players. We don't. We need to fix our pitching. Yeah. It's more complimentary, like, like you said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I honestly feel like the Angels just need to tread out an average shortstop who's not going to hurt the team, and boom, you did your job. Yeah. You know, because last year we expected a lot out of Jose Iglesias. I would much rather them spend the money on pitching than the shortstop. I agree. And feelings real quick on Cobb. You like him coming back? Yeah. <laughs> of course I If do. we can get someone like, uh, you know, to compliment him, like I told you, if we can get Kyle Hendricks and Alex Cobb just kind of a sprinkle on top, great. I mean, there's a lot of projections saying that he's going to get like six to 10 million a year. So, you know, if we can get him close to t- six, I would do two years, 12 million. Sounds about right. I- fair. That's fair. I like what he did in the clubhouse, and I like what he did as a leader on the rotation. Uh, I think he taught some of those kids something, and he did he did some good stuff. Uh, and he wants to come back. He's expressed it, but I think he's a veteran that knows that the Angels have priorities before they get to him. So hopefully another team doesn't have him on their priority list, and he's still around about a month from now, and the Angels can be like, hey, $6 million per year, two years? Sound good? Okay. Maybe <laughs> Perry's voice just keeps getting, you know, squeakier and squeakier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like Mickey Mouse by the end of this season, by the end of this offseason. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, real quick, Todd, I got to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? We'll say that to the end. I was going to ask how uh, Roger Love reacted to Otani getting his MVP, but we'll close the show like that. How about that? Oh, good God. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. That reminds me of what I'm going to post later. And since this will be out after I post it, I think I might save it for tonight or tomorrow if you don't mind, um, it, unless you got something else to post. But Randy from South Park, I think I'm going to put Roger Lodge's face on him where he has the uh, jizz all over the computer. Yeah, I think that's going to be the reaction. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I agree. 
Agreed. Uh, all right. All right. Is this a wrap this episode? I think uh, there's no other way to end it after that was said. So Yes. That's <laughs> Usually when you finish, there is something to do with jizz. So that's sorry. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Good night, everybody. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Make sure to check out our sponsors for next time. Chinook Seeds. Go on our website, click on the banner. We love you, Chinook. Oh, no. And so does what's his name? Randy from South Park. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's all. (gasps) He's releasing his seed, and so is Chinook. There you go. There you go. Maybe that's what Chinook means by hashtag best seeds ever. There you go. Homegrown. Yeah, right. All right. Well, with that being said, Todd. <laughs> yes. What did Shohei Otani say earlier when the MVP was announced? Okay, so I'll pretend maybe I'm like, oh, to oh, Roger. Roger. Lodge. Oh. Yeah, Todd Lodge. Did you hear that Shohei Otani won the 2021 AL MVP award? He what? He what now? He he won the MVP. I've been telling you this all season, guys. That one Shohei Otani from Japan, the supreme leader of the Angels, was going to be the oh, MVP. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Shohei, I want to play with that bobblehead. Back to you, James. Uh. Well, this has been Halos in the Infield. Thank you guys so much. Check out our merchandise on Redbubble and make sure to check out Chinook Seeds. Hashtag best seeds ever. Viva Los Angelitos and Viva Shohei Otani. We'll see you guys next time. Viva Los Angelitos. How's it going, guys? This is Fernando with Halos in the Infield. Are you sad that this podcast is almost over? Well, don't worry. Halos in the Infield is taking over over the social media universe. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, Reddit. If it exists, chances are we're probably on it. Make sure to tune into our pregame shows with James and our postgame shows with Todd Fox. Make sure to listen to our podcasts all season long and all off season long. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Halos in the Infield. And the Hitty Baseball Network, also on YouTube. So many exciting things to come. We are so glad you guys are along for the ride. And hell, while you're at it, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you guys so much. Viva Los Angelitos y prendalo!